Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are sharing all of Caitlin's feedback, memories, and more from her first experience with a Disney annual pass. Come reminisce with us and learn more about what it means to be a pass holder. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. jealous you have had an annual pass for the past year and I wish I had one myself I mean I think every Disney lover wants an annual pass it is something that was always on my Disney bucket list I wanted to be a pass holder it felt like I was going to be in this special club and I treated myself to an annual pass as my gift um, for getting my first job, finishing dental school. So it was something that I'd always dreamed of, and it certainly met all of my expectations. I know. that's. I'm so proud of you, one, for finishing dental school. What an amazing accomplishment. I don't think I have the school drive in me to to do that. So uh, to this day, I'm like, you better go ahead, queen. You're awesome. Whenever I am hanging out with younger patients and just trying to make small talk and conversation with them, I ask them what grade they're in and talk about school. And I say, do you like school? And they always say, "Mm, kind of. And I say, I really liked school so much that I went to 20th grade. And their eyes always get so big. That's so cute. (laughs) I love that you get to treat lots of different ages with your patients. That's so fun. Yes, it is. But we're here to talk about Disney. I know we are. It's just I can't believe you've had such a fun year with this annual pass. And I can't wait to unpack all of your memories, your feedback that you have, whether it's positive or negative. I'm sure there are a lot of listeners on here that either have an annual pass or are thinking about getting an annual pass one day. So this episode is for both parties. I think there's so much to learn from this type of episode, but also just some fun reminiscing of what you have got to experience, I guess, over the past year. It's crazy that your time as an annual pass holder for now has come to an end. Yeah, so spoiler alert, I did not renew my annual pass for this upcoming year. When it comes to wanting to experience Disney, that will never end for me. I will certainly be on Disney trips this upcoming year, but when we get through all of the things that I got to experience this past year as an annual pass holder, this upcoming year for me did not make sense to renew. And I can give you guys some insight into why that may be. Okay, let's start at the very beginning. You obviously have wanted an annual pass for a while now. What was the moment that I guess you finally pulled that trigger and you're like, we're doing it. Was there something specific that happened in your life besides just dental school where you were like, we're doing this and making this happen? I mean, I got my first job. I got a couple of my first paychecks and I knew that I wanted, I mean, I'd been talking about getting an annual pass since 
I started dental school when it came to being in school and a type of school that was extremely stressful and demanding of me physically, mentally, emotionally. I constantly had Disney trips planned to give me a light at the end of the tunnel. That was something that was consistent for me in, de in dental school was having Disney be my reward at the end of a semester um, or after a board exam, some, you know, any of those things. And so I'd always wanted the annual pass, but I was a student. I didn't have an income and I didn't necessarily have the means to go on Disney trips all the time. So it didn't make sense for me to purchase an annual pass knowing that there is a way and an amount that you have to experience Disney in order for it to be worth your while. So I finally was in this position where I was out of school. My work schedule gave me monthly long weekends. Um, so every few weeks I would have a a weekend where I could leave on a Thursday and go on a trip Thursday to Sunday and more recently I've had my schedule change where now I have Friday to Monday um, every once in a while so it kind of was the perfect setup for me to have my first job have long weekends built in where I knew I could plan a handful of Disney trips to make the pass worth my while. Yeah, and for context too, we both do not live in Florida or California. If we're talking about Disneyland, we live in North Carolina. So, you know, getting an annual pass, it's not like, a, you know, we're not Florida locals. We can't go often. So it is a big, I think it's a big deal for someone that lives out of state to get an annual pass because you do truly have to think about the commitment that you're making and, and how you're truly going to make it work. So that it ends up saving you money in the long run for the Disney trips that you're going to take that year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we purchased the annual passes, we said to ourselves, okay, this is our Disney year. Every vacation, every opportunity we have to go somewhere, it will be Disney because we are making this investment. And so that's what we did. Of course, there are other places that we would love to travel and see in the world. But for us this year, getting settled with adjusting to um, my first job and all of that was a uh, easy commitment for me to say okay every time I get a break or an opportunity to go somewhere it will just be Orlando Florida Walt Disney World here I come yeah I mean you have to truly commit to that Disney year like you said so yeah. and it's so much fun I mean how many memories that you've created you know this year but what what would you say is a good time for someone to purchase an annual pass like right before they have an already planned Disney trip like before like what timing would you recommend for that so when you purchase your annual pass, you start your your year-long membership to the club um, when you purchase, and then it lasts for a year, and then you have a 90-day window. I think recently they've actually shortened that window to push people to go ahead and renew, um, which is one of the reasons why... I'm not renewing because of the short amount of time. If I had time to think about it, look at my finances by the end of the year and figure out whether or not it was an okay move for me to renew, then maybe things would be a little different. But um, you have a short window once that year is up. So let's say for me, it was November 1st to November 1st. I think I had a between 30 and 45 day window to renew after November 1st in order to continue to keep my annual pass. And with that, there is a discount that they offer you when you renew, but it's very minimal. It's nothing 
that is going to take a huge chunk off. I think it was like $100 off, which in Disney ticket form is like almost like one free day. Um, but whenever you are thinking about purchasing an annual pass, if you know you have multiple trips lined up for the year, I think that's step one in realizing whether or not it's gonna be a good time for you to purchase. But two, if you do the numbers, which several people have, you can look up videos or articles on how they crunch the numbers, but if you know you're going to be in a Disney park for 11 days or more, I think it's like 11 to 15 is the, true breakdown if you are looking at like park hoppers or like long-term tickets versus a two-day ticket that kind of stuff if you know you're going to be in a disney park between 11 and 15 days out of your year an annual pass is certainly worth it yeah there was actually a year i think it was 2019 where i had three disney trips that were pretty long in length i would say and i realized by the second trip that i was on that it would have been cheaper for me to actually have an annual pass that year than it was for me to actually purchase the tickets and two of the trips that year were kind of spontaneous so when I went into the year I thought oh I'm only going on a week trip like obviously at that point in my brain it wasn't worth it by the second trip I was like oh I should have gotten an annual pass because I would be saving myself money right now yeah definitely and so in addition to having that many trips planned and knowing you're going to be in the parks that many days the other thing is thinking about resorts, food, merchandise, and the discounts that come with your annual pass whenever you are going to, you know, decide if you are going to purchase one, then yeah, if you're going to be in the park that much and you are going to stay in a Disney resort, you're going to make dining reservations and buy all of the merchandise that Disney sucks you into buying, then you're definitely going to end up saving money if you have an annual pass. I mean, you're already reading my brain. I was going to ask you, what are the discounts, Kate? Tell us about the discounts. So the discounts for certain things are pretty standard throughout the year. Um, the merchandise is 20% off of Disney merchandise. Uh, table service dining is 10% off. And then resorts tend to vary, but you could maybe bet on like 20 to 35 percent off of um, resort prices and so you end up saving a pretty big chunk but there is certain times of year where Disney will change that percentage to entice annual pass holders to make reservations and so um, there was a point in the year where the merchandise was 30 percent off instead of 20 percent off but it was only for one month and the um, the resort reservations were 35 to 40% off if you went within this window, but it only was from Monday to Friday, like didn't include weekends. So they find ways to try to get people who have annual passes to make resort or dining reservations um, or even buy merchandise because they increase the benefit of the return that you get from your annual pass. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, those discounts... They may not, I mean, I feel like he's like 10% off dining. It doesn't feel like a lot, but when you go to different dining places every single day, I mean, that adds up really quickly. And the merchandise, that's a great discount. Um, for the amount of stuff that I would be buying, I'll be like, thank you. Here's my annual pass for my discount. Thank you very much. Yeah, I actually, at the very beginning of my year with the annual pass, I was keeping an Excel sheet of my discount savings because I was so curious to know by the end of the year how much did I actually save because of my annual pass discount and after my second trip I lost count. 
I'm sure. Which is sad to say, but there are so many things that I ended up pocketing money on and so many receipts that I would have had to have gone through to know the actual dollar amount every time that I bought something, how much I was saving on my annual pass. Another perk of the annual pass is there's free parking. Um, That's a big perk. Yeah. So there were a couple of trips where we drove down instead of um, flying and it was really convenient for us to get up and drive to the parks in the morning, not have to pay the $25 hiked up parking fee um and just walk right in with our annual passes like you know once we paid for the resort everything was covered unless we bought food yeah that's super nice do you know how many trips in total you took on your annual pass i did a christmas trip i did a flower and garden trip times two um i did a fourth of july trip I did a bachelorette trip. (laughs) It was mine. (laughs) And um, I did a Halloween trip. So that's six. I feel like you had maybe some others in there. Did you not? Maybe I did and I'm forgetting. I mean, it was, it's fun for me to, to watch all these trips that you went on and all the things that you got to be a part of um, with this annual pass. I mean, I, I loved it. So it was, with the annual pass, it was six visits. But the thing that's confusing is right before I bought my annual pass, I went on two separate trips. So within the like summer to summer time frame, I went eight times, but with my annual pass, it was six. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. You were right. You knew it. You knew your numbers. That was a lot of time in Disney, you guys. I knew that is. I mean, for someone that lives out of state, that's a lot of time at Disney. Yeah, which obviously, like I had said at the beginning, I bought this annual pass knowing I was going to make the absolute most of it. I essentially went every other month for a year and got my money's worth, no question. I do know with the numbers that I've crunched on park tickets for the number of days that I went into the parks with my annual pass if i did not have my annual pass i probably would have spent about five grand more than like what i did because with an annual pass the crazy thing is that you don't think about the half days so on the days that i'm driving back or the days that i'm flying home if my flight was at 4 p.m or i knew that with the amount of time it takes to drive i needed to leave by two i could go into a park for the first half for the first half of the day and that would you know cost you money without the annual pass you would have had to have bought a three-day park hopper for friday saturday sunday um if i wanted to get that sunday morning park time in and so that's where you end up i think making your money back is being able to pop in for an hour if you want i mean even when we did go for my bachelorette party and you were able to get there the night before and just like spend some time in epcot in the morning while a lot of us were driving down and we didn't have tickets till later because it didn't make sense for us to go ahead and buy a whole day for something that we couldn't spend all day in but for you to be able to be like i'm just gonna run into epcot and grab myself some breakfast and shop in the merchandise stores real quick just because i can i mean that's a great perk that like a lot of people when they go to Disney you know they're in there from oftentimes you know rope drop to fireworks because they're like we're gonna make the most of this pass this you know park hopper pass that we have but with the annual pass you have that freedom to not only use it to its ability and be in there all day but also these little moments where you can just step in step out and it 
doesn't feel like you're wasting your money. Yeah, I think it also, in terms of being a Disney lover, every time I walked out of a park, when you don't have that annual pass, there's a sadness when you leave because, you know, it's going to maybe take some time before you can actually plan and go again. But for me, when I walked out, I was like, nah, I could maybe pop in tomorrow morning if I want. Or nah, I know that I am ending this trip, but I have this annual pass for a reason. I'll be back. So yeah. It definitely gave me a little pep in my step when it came <laughs> to um, walking out of the parks versus being kind of bummed every time when you know that the trip is officially over that last time you walk out of a park and you do not have a park hop um, or a park ticket for the next day. Yeah, that's an awesome perk. Now, you have been on, like you said, these six trips. Is there a particular trip out of those six that really stands out to you that you would say was your favorite or that you had the best memories? Uh, this is a hard one. I feel like every Disney trip for any out-of-stater has um, special memories for very specific reasons. I would say... Um, Maybe my Wilderness Lodge trip on the 4th of July um, was really fun, or even just the very first trip with the annual pass. I think there was a level of excitement that just can't be matched when it's the first time you get to go in and you have your annual pass and the turnstile Mickey head makes like its special little magical noise because you have an annual pass. There was just um, a lot of fun and excitement with that and being able to drive through the gates and say oh yes I'm an annual pass holder um, I get free parking or <laughs> walk up to the register and say oh yes I um, do I get an AP discount for this and they say oh yeah sure well did it and, take you like did you when you w first went into the merchandise store and you bought it did you think to tell them like you know is it was it automatic for you to be like yes I have an I have an annual pass or did you have to take some time to get used to oh I have an annual pass yes I would like a discount depending on what it was the first time I bought something in a merchandise store like the Emporium or Creations I knew to ask but there were a couple of times that I did Joffrey's um, there was one time I bought one of the Starbucks Disney mugs and I walked out and realized that I have an annual pass discount for that that I didn't use because I wasn't thinking about the fact that I have an annual pass now, I can use this. And usually I just go up and get it and walk away, but now I actually have something that gives me a discount. So that yeah. was, there were definitely a little bit of missed opportunity here and there um, when it came to getting my discount. But once I hit myself in the head a couple of times, like, oh my gosh, I get 20% off of Joffrey's. What am I doing? Every time I walked up to Joffrey's, I was like, I have an annual pass. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss this time. I have to get my discounted coffee. <laughs> yeah, so um, that first trip was really fun. We stayed at the Swan Reserve on its opening weekend. So that was kind of cool too. I'd never done like a opening weekend thing with um, any type of Disney related thing. Um, and then we also, we tried to do the annual pass previews for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind and all of the weekend dates ran out like in no time. And so we would have had to have gone in the middle of a week. So we missed out on that. Um, but we did get to go and ride Cosmic Rewind as soon as it was open to the public because we had the annual pass and we could just book a weekend to go. So things like that 
you know, were exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Wilderness Lodge trip that we went on, that was during the 4th of July, there's a lot of things that I hadn't experienced before being like in the peak of summer then. And it was also Sam and I's anniversary. So it was a fun trip to go on. Yeah, it was just you two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of the trips we did were with other people. Um, it was about 50-50 trips with other people and trips just us. But um, we definitely had a good time staying at the Wilderness Lodge. It was one that we definitely wanted to check off our list. So we were pumped to be staying at a a technically deluxe resort. Even though it's not monorail loop, it's as close as you can get to being um, by Magic Kingdom. We got to see the 4th of July fireworks, which was a lot of fun. And the parks weren't as overwhelmingly packed as I would have imagined them to be on a holiday weekend. Wasn't that the weekend where there was like video content of you dancing outside of um, the Country Bear Jamborees? This is true, yes. This is very good content. Yeah. I must say. Yeah, there were um, dance parties around the Magic Kingdom for the 4th of July. Um, So I, if you know anything about my Disney history, my family will throw down for a Frontierland dance party. We do it all the time um, when we t- we used to go a lot for the Christmas New Year's week um, the like right after Christmas up until New Year's um, my dad always has that week off of work and so it just kind of became a tradition for a handful of years that we would go to Disney and the New Year's Eve Frontierland dance party always slaps we were always there and we were always getting down but honestly like when you think about like where you would throw a dance party in walt disney world the last place i think i would think of would be Frontierland. i'd think like oh over here epcot over here in tomorrowland like where they have other dance parties but i think of like you outside of country bear jamboree just like getting in <laughs> oh i mean why not i that's if you're gonna turn on the southern charm let's go to Frontierland. of course swing and do a dosey do swing or left and right whatever they say <laughs> oh my gosh well you definitely had some super fun trips a lot with your family as well i know you have some sweet memories with some family members that you got to to bring to disney world is there a family memory that stands out to you that was really enjoyable So I have mentioned this story um, before on the podcast, but earlier this year, um, we lost my husband's sister to COVID and she was a huge part of our regular life, saw her weekly, and it was really hard for us to transition to what life looks like now. And it was literally while we were all sitting together after her funeral that my husband's mom said, I want to go to Disney. Like that's what came to her mind. It is genuinely a place that brings people joy no matter like what you're going through in life. And so we, um, Sam's sister wanted to take her son, our nephew to Disney for his five year old birthday which was this year and so um, we made that dream come true we got to take my nephew and went to Disney with Sam's family um, as well as my family and it was our first joint trip um, between our two families so it was a very big group of us there were 11 of us total so um, we stayed at the Swan we are big uh, lovers of the Swan so we got to have that trip and kind of keep it in our back pockets through the first half 
half of the year, um, moving through some different strokes and um, growing pains with losing Sam's sister. So that was really special to be able to retrospectively make um, one of his sister's dreams come to life and take our nephew to Disney. Um, It's you know, a heartbreaking story for sure, but we're finding little moments of joy through all of it. And Disney for sure was a part of that. Um, and then we also got to take my little brother on a trip, just the three of us. And that's something I have always dreamed of doing. Um, since he was kind of old enough to maybe want to travel without my parents. I am almost 20 years older than my little brother, for those of you who also don't know that. Um, But he is my little best buddy, and it was just a good time to be able to take him and spoil him a little bit. So That's so sweet. That's so sweet that you have the opportunity as an annual pass holder to be able to create experiences like that. Yeah, for sure. But I've mentioned all of these trips. I will not leave this segment of talking about trip memories without mentioning the bachelorette trip. Oh my gosh. Like that trip, it has such a different note to it because there was so much more involved than just the Disney side of things for me. And so like the Disney was icing on the cake, but just getting to spoil you. Stop. I love spoiling (laughs) my family, of course, but you guys, you know, you hear Courtney on the podcast every week. I get to like live life with her. So getting to take her to Disney with both of us going together for the first time ever. I mean, we talk about oh, that Disney was, all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's a special memory. I just thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Our first ever time in Disney World together Yeah, so, while you had your annual pass. So. Yeah, that was really, really special to me to be able to go with my best gal who I literally talk about Disney with on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. This is what we do in our free time. This is what we do for fun. We just record ourselves doing it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how the podcast came to be. We just started recording our regular conversations, but um, getting to go and experience Disney again in a way where like it totally could have been mopey and people pouting about how soaking wet we were with the rain, but it was an absolute blast. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on about that trip. I mean, there's a whole episode on my Bachelorette weekend. (laughs) So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you definitely need to go check out Court's Batch Recap. Um, It was a very fun episode for me to film. But I think what I love, like the part that I loved about the Batch trip was getting to be with all of my favorite people. And we did utilize the annual pass a little bit on that trip. Like we used it for, you know, our, one of our cars for free parking. And, um, you know, it, it helped with that. Like Caitlin was like, please go use my annual pass. I'm going to go buy you this, like this merchandise. And it was just, it, it was nice to honestly have an annual pass holder on our trip for certain things and certain perks. So, I mean, thank you for coming and bringing your annual pass and and making, you know, that a little bit of extra magic touch in there. It was such, such a fun time. And I wish I could go back and do that trip over and over and over again. Well, we already said when we left, the entire group was like, so is this an annual thing now? This is an annual girls trip. (laughs) Like we don't need anybody to get married for this to happen. We just need to always do this. Yeah. I definitely, a lot of girls that went on that trip who didn't, hadn't even been to Disney before or hadn't been since they were a kid they definitely got bit by the Disney bug and they're like when are we going back we even have a friend that's going in December because she's so excited oh my gosh yeah literally left and maybe two days later I was like I booked a trip yay so (laughs) we are we're changing lives over here and and hurting bank accounts but you know what we're doing it for the greater good (laughs) yeah definitely 
And speaking of hurting bank accounts, this is a topic that I feel like I, from the maybe not so common side of the annual pass, want to touch on. Go for it. Which is why one of, it's one of the main reasons why I'm not renewing is to protect my bank account. Yes. Because must protect the banks. <laughs> the way that Disney has set this up, you are enticed. I literally feel like a boo looking at the red ruby gym and it's saying, don't touch it, don't swipe. And then I just swipe because I have the annual pass and the discount. And I did, you know, lots of fun things and it was an amazing year. But the way Disney has set up the annual pass process is it pushes you to spend more money. And so I feel like I could go to Disney three times in this coming year and still you know i wouldn't probably actually enter the parks as many times but still have three long weekend trips or even just one big week however it ends up panning out but you end up spending so much more money because in your mind you're like i have this discount i spent all this money to get this annual pass so i need to use it and so i found myself buying merchandise or booking reservations or booking extra trips when maybe I didn't need to or shouldn't have as a like wise financial decision but because I was like well I spent all this money on an annual pass like I need to maximize the use out of it and then you know really could I have not gone on two or three of the trips that I went on yeah sure probably not but I decided to book anyways because I had an incredible discount and felt like there wasn't going to be another time when I could go to Disney and get this particular piece of merchandise or resort room or whatever it might have been that caused me to swipe without really thinking about it because I had an annual pass. I mean, that's so true because the annual pass, you know, has discounts for merchandise and, and food and resorts, but the only thing it fully covers is the park ticket. So you've got to figure out transportation. You've got to figure out your resort. And that is additional money every single time. And when you are traveling out of state, those those travel costs can get up there, depending on if you're driving or you're flying or what your distance is. I mean, for us, it's about a eight, nine hour drive. Um, we do have now a direct flight from our, from our small little beach town in North Carolina to MCO. But you know, those those costs add up really quickly. Yeah, definitely. This is a funny side story, but again, with Disney encouraging you to spend more money. Um, so if you have listened to some previous episodes, um, you would know that I went to Aulani in um, Oahu, Hawaii earlier this year. And that was literally, uh, I got an email in my inbox that annual pass holders get 35% off of Aulani stays and I clicked on it and it wasn't for a time that it wasn't for the time that I ended up going but it was clickbait and I clicked it and then I sent it to my mom and I was like "Ooh, maybe we could do this you know since I have my annual pass and we could get a discount and it would be great and then we wanted to go but the timing of it didn't work out but we booked anyway and so I was like they got me they, they got you. I mean, I got to go to Alani. I'm so grateful. And but you didn't get the discount? 
No. Okay, because you had to go to they still they still got you to go. On it the was trip. a winter discount, so we like I had said we usually go on some type of family trip the week after Christmas because Sam, my husband, and my dad actually have that week off of work, and so it's a convenient time to do a family vacation where nobody has to take vacation days off. And so the idea was, oh well, maybe this could be our Christmas trip, and we don't do Christmas presents, and we just go to Alani, and it wasn't going to work out, and then we ended up going in August. So Alani got to be a part of my annual pass year, which was a lot of fun, but it didn't have any type of discount included. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like, so do you think that for an out of towner, a annual pass is worth it? Again, I go back to your commitment level. If you know that you have three different trips planned for a year then you know and if they're weekend trips like three-day trips where you only are going to be there like you get there Friday and you leave Sunday no I don't think it's worth it because you don't even have time to get into the park more than 11 times but if you know that you have a week-long trip here and maybe you could squeeze in a weekend here and visit a friend there It really just comes down to your commitment to using your vacation days, your finances, and your time to use solely for Walt Disney World. It is really difficult. One of the struggles that I had was that whenever um, I thought about maybe doing the wish when the wish um, was taking some inaugural sailings and thought about going to Disneyland in my head I said I spent money on a Walt Disney World annual pass I'm not going to spend money to go to Disneyland or go on the wish because I technically bought my vacations for the year in Walt Disney World yeah so that made it difficult I would really love to experience other things that are Disney specific but they don't necessarily have to be in the Orlando Walt Disney World bubble. Yeah, I think there are there are plenty of out-of-staters that, that have an annual pass. I mean, we know our friend Courtney from Frost and Magic Coach. She's also from North Carolina. She has an annual pass. BBB Brooke, she, I think I added way too many Bs there, but she <laughs> she's up north and she has an annual pass as well. Now, she goes very often, but it's it's possible. You can definitely make it happen. You just have to have that commitment like you said, and, and know that if, you know, you're, you're committing to Walt Disney Road for X amount of time for a year. And I'm sure it was obviously hard for you when it came to the renewal process, because you, you have it and it's convenient and you want to continue it, but also it did take up your whole year. And in order to maybe do the wish or go to Disneyland, maybe next year, if you didn't have the annual pass, you might feel more inclined to, to go on those trips and make those other experiences happen this is a another blurb that we have mentioned and kind of talking about doing this episode but the disney visa yes the disney visa we both are disney visa card holders let me tell you what this is another trap a disney trap because you get a disney visa and when you use it and you are you know paying it off and earning rewards back you get basically a disney gift card when you go to disney but you get your most rewards by using your Disney visa in Disney parks. Mm -hmm. So it prevents (laughs) you from using your gift card, your free gift card, your free money, because you're like, ah, but if I'm buying this $200 pair of coach ears and I use my Disney visa, I'm gonna get a lot of rewards, but I also have $100 on my 
Rede- Disney Redemption. Yeah, reward redemption. Card. It is like so. I feel like the <laughs> annual pass is kind of one of those cycles where, like, I love going to Disney. I'm gonna go every year. That's a fact. But do I need to go as excessively as I did? And does an annual pass necessarily have to be something that allows me to go frequently? No. Now, we will do an episode on the Disney Visa card because I think there's a lot to talk about with what it means to be a card holder, not a pass holder, a card holder. Um, we are both have experience with this so far and the perks and kind of a lot of pros and cons about it. So if you guys are interested in learning more about what it means to have the Disney credit card, we will definitely do an episode on that in the future. Just not sure when, but we will definitely get to it at some point. Um, now, there's something else I wanted to ask you I didn't ask earlier. Did you stay at a different Disney resort on every single trip that you went on with your annual pass? I absolutely did. This was something that I wanted to do very intentionally. I knew every time I went, I wanted to experience a different resort. I've already been to a handful and I have already repeated a handful just from growing up going to Disney. So I kind of had an idea of certain places and resorts that I liked and maybe didn't like as much, but I wanted to give some that I'd never even thought of trying a try. Um, And the list of resorts that I stayed at for those six visits one of them was the airbnb we stayed at for your bachelorette so Mm -hmm. that wasn't a disney resort and i had an incredible experience there i would totally do that again Um, but the first trip we stayed at the new swan reserve the next trip we stayed at coronado springs the third trip we stayed at the swan not the swan reserve just the swan Um, the next one wilderness lodge caribbean beach and then the royal rooms at port orleans so i didn't necessarily get a ton of opportunity to show every single place that we stayed because some of them like caribbean beach for me i stayed there for one night before i went to the airbnb um for your bachelorette weekend but i would say that um the royal rooms at port orleans exceeded my expectation expectations tenfold i grew up going to port orleans it was my home resort as a kid and And it always felt very different than what I experienced this past time. Whenever I was super little, it was still considered Dixie Landings, but now it's kind of got an upgrade everywhere. Um, And the room was phenomenal. The resort was phenomenal. I loved my experience there. Wilderness Lodge obviously is a deluxe and it was so stunning to stay there. Really convenient to get to the parks and the dining options that you have there and the amenities that you have there are amazing. I loved staying there and I really loved Coronado. I didn't think I was going to love Coronado because I've always heard it's kind of out there, but we drove for that trip and we had a, a car to go into the parks and it was so convenient and the resort was very nice. So those are probably yeah. my top three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Swan and Swan Reserve. I'd stayed at the Swan probably three times already so that one wasn't necessarily new to me i think it's a great deluxe dupe it's like you get deluxe perks but you pay moderate prices um the swan reserve was nice because it was new it was almost like the size of riviera it's very small everything within the walls of the swan reserve is very close just like the riviera but it's even further than the swan and dolphin so it's like the furthest out so it was a lot of walking if like we wanted to walk to epcot is a decent trek um so i wouldn't i would probably choose swan or dolphin over going back to the reserve interesting 
Yeah. Thanks for all your thoughts on those, yeah. though. And Okay, here's the other thing. Caribbean Beach is one of the most sought-after moderate resorts because it is connected to a Skyliner. It was my least favorite. Really? My least favorite out of all of the resorts. Why? Um, the rooms, they've technically been upgraded and renovated, but it was kind of like a sad reno compared to like Coronado. Like, like it, you would have rather stayed at Pop Century. Yeah. For like to have the Skyliner access. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's very, very big. So to get to a bus stop or to get to the Skyliner, it's not necessarily close either. Um, so that was probably, I mean, I was only there for a day, but a day was enough for me to know that it wasn't in my top, in my top picks out of all the places I stayed. Yeah. Well, so. that's good to know, too. You heard it here first. Kate's opinion on uh, Caribbean Beach. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll just throw that. Maybe we'll do a resort review. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to have to have Kelly on and, yeah. and talk about that one for sure. Yeah. The last thing I'll say that I did do with my annual pass was I did do special ticketed events with an annual pass. You do get a discount on those. They are additional price. You don't automatically get to go into um, the Very Merry Christmas Party or um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. So I was fortunate enough to do both of those and got a discount on my tickets each time that I went. And that was something that was like an additional, I would have probably gotten the party tickets either way, but it was nice to get an additional um, percentage off of those. So that was just one of those extra things that um, I also used my annual pass for a discount for. Um, and like I said, with dining, I got to do a couple of nicer restaurants that would have been they were still pretty big bills, but we still got a discount off of them. So that's always nice. And we use that opportunity with our discount to just add that back into whatever a tip would be for um, the servers, which was kind of a nice way to just continue to bless and show people who work for Disney, who experience a wide range of personalities, a little extra um, magic for their day too, since they make so much. So little things like that made the annual pass really nice to have, but over Overall, if I'm looking at, you know, am I going to have this intense Disney year again this coming year? I know I'm not. And so it just doesn't make sense for me to, to renew, sadly. Yeah, it's okay, but though. There will be a time in the future. I mean, I... It is a goal of mine one day to have an annual pass, and hopefully when I choose to get an annual pass one day, you will also be in a season of life where you feel like you can get one again as well, and maybe we can do it together, which would be really fun. I think as we are the Castle Chat, I think it's fun that we will get to do that together, so I am keeping my fingers crossed the for day sure that we'll be able to get them together. Just so everyone knows, Jed, if you're listening, I did um, give Jed a business pitch on why Courtney should get an <laughs> annual pass yep. um, whenever I got mine. So, you know, maybe next time around he'll be a little more um, open to the idea. But literally the minute that Courtney texts me she's getting an annual pass, I'm not even going to blink. I'm going to get one too. Okay. Okay, great. I'm really glad we're on the same page. Now we got to figure out, obviously, the time of year that we would get one. If you had to... If you were to go and get another annual pass again, would you do it the same time frame that you did it this time? Or would you pick a different month to start in? Do you have an opinion on which month is the best month to start your annual pass in? Do you have any thoughts about that? I really, it sounds like seven questions, but it's, it's in my mind. I really don't think that it matters because you get every season. You get every month regardless because it's a year-long commitment whenever you purchase it if it was like a six month window I probably would do um Halloween through spring that's my personal like 
choice. Summer is super hot and really uncomfortable when it comes to the humidity in Florida. So if you're going to skip any months, then maybe, you know, the end of May through Jul or I guess May through August is like torturously hot. Um, mm -hmm. So if I were to like choose to skip any of those months, then maybe it would be those hot, hot, hot summer months. Um, but is there a right or wrong time or a better time to start? No, I think whenever you know you're getting ready to go on your first trip, um, it's good because that way you maximize. Like if I knew right now I'm going to Disney in a month and I'm going to purchase an annual pass, well, I'm not going to purchase it now because I'm going to start my month whenever I go on that first yeah. trip. So yeah, I would do it that way. Plan around your very first trip so you get the most amount of days. I'm curious though if there's a trend there has to be with like the most popular month that people have started annual passes in if it's I mean I'm sure it's probably January it's probably January to January because people like to do the calendar year but outside of that I wonder if there is a like, specific time in the year that most people sign up for an annual pass I might actually think that people would do like December to December and get it as like a Christmas gift or like a Christmas present for mm, yeah. a family yeah. or themselves and then go for Christmas and then have it through the following Christmas and maybe get to do one last Christmas trip or renew and just keep doing it over and over again but I feel like December to December would be pretty common for people to to join on yeah well do you have any other last minute thoughts about the annual pass and we'll uh, sign off on your your endeavors from the past year um having an annual pass was an absolute blast that kind of rhymed. I was hesitating to say a blast because I knew it was going to rhyme. Uh -huh. um, but you're a jingle gal, gal. Yeah, so, I am I mean, a jingle gal. You're all about the rhyming. So. Yeah. But this past year was wild for me to literally be able to go to Disney. We previously have recorded this podcast in, I mean, we still kind of do in nine episode cycles. So I basically went at the end of every other season for us and it was just really neat to like be in the magic and feel really present with everything going on with Disney especially because it was the year of the 50th that was oh, one of the reasons yeah that, that's such a oh that's awesome yeah it was one of the reasons it like felt like the right timing whenever I um, decided to purchase them it was a huge year of celebration in the parks and so it seemed like a good time to be a part of it all and I think growing old i'll look back and be able to have fond memories of having an annual pass during disney's 50th and be able to remember all these incredible things that i got to do this past year and of course how could we forget the 50th that was the most perfect time for you to have an annual pass for sure yes definitely i literally the last thing that i did in disney before i got my annual pass was cry watching happily ever after I saw one of the like last three weeks that it was running. I went within that window, saw Happily Ever After, I FaceTime Courtney, we were both crying. I thought it was gonna be the last time I ever saw it again. And now I'm basically just waiting for them to tell me when it's coming back and that's when I'll book a trip. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, Fantasmic, you know. Yeah, that's... Well, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably Fantasmic is going to be back, but there's just so many things that are coming and going when it comes to nighttime shows with Disney that it's very exciting right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's never a bad time to be an annual pass holder. So if you're thinking about it, I hope this was helpful for you to make a decision. If you have been in the same boat as me where you got to experience it and feel like, you know, it's 
fun for a season but not necessarily fun every year don't feel like that's the wrong decision you can still experience disney as much as you want without an annual pass it just changes some discounts here and there yeah definitely that's some really good wisdom and I'm sure everybody listening has enjoyed reminiscing with you on your amazing past year with your annual pass. But for now, we are going to kick things over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. Here's how I always get my Genie Plus reservations and my Lightning Lane individual attraction selections. As a reminder, everyone can make their Genie Plus reservations starting at 7 a.m., but only resort guests are going to be able to make their individual attraction selections at 7 a.m. So that's going to be like Rise of the Resistance or Flight of Passage. I'll usually prioritize the individual attraction selections if I'm going to be staying on property, but you can also pick that Genie Plus reservation first if you want to, if you know that's the most important ride that you're going to try to get on for that day. My biggest tip with this is to make sure that you're by a clock that has a second hand. So sometimes I'll use my Apple Watch or I'll use another phone if I need to and pull up an app, but being able to watch that second hand get to that exact time of seven o'clock is gonna help you make sure that you actually get those reservations. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney tips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram, click that link in their bio, and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning and I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. Small shop shout out. Shout out a shop. It's really fun. Wow. (laughs) My little ad lib at the end. Wow. I love this segment. It is such a joy to shout out different Disney small shops that are truly out there killing it. They've got the most creative designs and the most unique products that we want you guys to know so that you can go support their business and purchase their products. So today, our small shop shout out is actually a um, a shop that um, our friend Magic with Joe told us about. And now we've discovered their page. We're like, holy moly. How did we not know about them before? But this small shop is called Shop Second Breakfast. Kate, why don't you share a little bit about this page? Okay, first of all, Shop Second Breakfast is, like, Second Breakfast is my jam automatically. Um, I would love to have Second Breakfast every day. It's my favorite meal. But in terms of apparel and what this small shop does they make a lot of very cute t-shirts that are book inspired and um park inspired so there's a wide range of things that you can find that um, might suit your fancy but i love there's a a variety of colors that they use prints is not the same thing over and over again so it's always exciting to see what they're going to come out with and what they're going to drop next and it definitely is my personal vibe of the oversized trendy tee i'm a big fan of that and they do it very well love that so guys definitely give them a follow on social media at shop second breakfast but Honestly, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the Castle Chat. We'll actually leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. 
go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.